This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. Israelis in Chicago are looking for ways to help their home country as forces fend off an attack from Palestinian militants. My colleague Anna Savchenka has more. Eti Doljan says Israelis in Chicago have been glued to their TVs since civilian areas in Israel were first attacked on Saturday. We, as a community, are horrified with the terror Uh, It is not a war. It's a terrorist attack. Doljan is a member of the Israeli-American Council, and she says her community is planning a solidarity rally for tomorrow. Local Palestinian leaders held their own rally outside of Chicago's Israeli consulate on Sunday. They say the attack on Israel was an act of self-defense and are calling on Israel to stop retaliatory strikes on Gaza. That was Anna Savchenko reporting. Native American people today are celebrating their centuries-long history of resilience on Indigenous Peoples' Day through ceremonies and dances. At a Native American cultural center over the weekend in Schaumburg, they also celebrated by exchanging Native tales, including one from Gina Roxas. My colleague Anna is also reporting that she is a Potawatomi Nation citizen, who relayed how apples once rained down on her as she tried to pick them off a tree. And I remember, of course, after getting pelted with those apples, I didn't ask permission. Roxas said doing so is a sign of respect for nature and Native American culture. A leader with the Trickster Cultural Center says storytelling is how Native Americans pass on wisdom from one generation to another. And thousands of spectators lined Chicago streets yesterday for the annual Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Many people made signs to cheer on their loved ones. I'm holding a sign that says, run like millennials run from commitment. My sign says, you're running better than the government. My sign says, collecting toenails for science. My sign says, go Ailish, run like the Shebas welcoming you home. My wife and I have two Shebas who are always very excited to greet us at the door and they come bolting down the hallway, so I want her to have that same energy for today. Those were Chicago Marathon spectators James Popham, Luke Wells, Jason Haidt, and Colin Newman. They spoke to my colleague Anna Savchenka. Two records were set in Sunday's Chicago Marathon. Kelvin Kiptum set a world marathon record with an unofficial time of just over two hours to win the men's division. That was followed by Sifan Hassan in her second ever marathon, who set a course record with an unofficial time of just over two hours and 13 minutes to win the women's division. A new federal crime gun intelligence center is coming to Chicago. The goal is to more quickly trace guns used in crimes to prevent further violence and to more effectively prosecute crimes that have already happened. The man behind this effort is Christopher Amon. He's the new lead agent for the region in charge of the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, or ATF. Amon told Sun-Times reporter John Seidel that this in-person center will build on work already underway. The center is slated to open early next year, joining 25 other centers around the country. Now for a few quick hits before the weather. 
New analysis shows the Chicago City Council's move to increase the minimum wage for tipped workers could help many of them avoid poverty. The measure approved by the council on Friday will increase the minimum wage for tipped workers to more than $15 an hour over the next five years. WBEZ analysis shows fewer than 1% of year-round workers in the Chicago area who earn $15 an hour are living in poverty. However, despite the city council move, many restaurant workers might continue to struggle financially because they're not working full-time hours. WBEZ analysis also shows more than half of all year-round waitstaff and bartenders work fewer than 40 hours a week. Ongoing road work will bring a stretch of new lane closures today to Chicago's DuSable Lakeshore Drive. Pavement resurfacing between 57th and 31st streets on the city's south side will reduce northbound traffic to a single lane between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. on weekdays for three weeks. Chicago Department of Transportation officials say downtown bridge work will bring the drive down to three lanes each way. That will be between Monroe Street and Grand Avenue until next summer. On the drive's north end, bridge work will close at least one northbound lane at all times near Montrose from today until Monday, November 7th. CDOT advises drivers to take alternate routes if possible or to use public transportation. Today's weather, it's going to be somewhat cloudy with temperatures reaching the mid-50s. Tonight, you can expect a low around 40 degrees. And tomorrow is looking about the same. Later today, change is never easy. As we age, our bodies change and so do our relationships, passions, and careers. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. You can always start over. That's the thing. That's the wonderful thing about life. You get up every morning and it's a brand new day. My Rundown co-host Erin Allen talks to Mary Mitchell about her new column on aging in the Chicago Sun-Times. It's called Starting Over. And that's today at 2 o'clock. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening.